And welcome back to WTF in Vanadil. Has he lost his mind? Can he see or is he blind? Spicy Ryan with... The Fox Danger enjoying take one of this intro. Uh, it's good to be back. There's, welcome back, man. There's no singing this time, Fox. Yeah, I can already feel the content improving. You know, since this is going to be done by the time it's launching, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be looking forward to the cringeworthy comments of people on the Mulan stuff, or the cultural appropriation, as some may call it. Or we uh, defeat some Huns. Hey, step by step. And we're not rehashing right, it. Enough, enough, enough of that. Enough we're of not that. rehashing it, Fox. Uh, so today, we are going to talk about roles, and not the kind you find at your bakery or on someone who's overweight at the beach who should not be wearing a two-piece. We're going to be talking about job roles. Oh boy, this is going to be quite the can of worms. Uh, when we were talking pre-show, I cringed at this topic quite a bit hey you know why this is happening this is happening for anyone who doesn't look at our youtube because i have to look at it because it's our youtube otherwise i would only listen on spotify or something because that's what i do works in the car works in the toilet works in my earbuds youtube does not so uh the last episode with puppet master kind of kind of caused a bit of a shitstorm, as i knew it was going to when all three of us agreed that pup is not a tank <laughs> It is not a tank. Get over it. Oh, my God. You get the guy who's writing the guide telling it's not a tank. And then you get, you know, this dude who's been researching it telling you that it's not a tank. And then some other guy who has it unlocked. And I guess it's at 99 also telling you it's not a tank. You know, I bet if we had Fabiano on here, he would probably agree that it is not a tank. I don't know, man. Maybe, I guess. I've, I've interacted with him only a handful of times and he didn't really say much. So, And it's just our opinion. It's not a fact. We are not obviously not gatekeepers, but <laughs> I think I think they'll actually find what I have to say about it kind of refreshing. And and you were agreeing with me while we were hashing it over too. So, um, like, don't, it's not all doom and gloom yet. Um, it's not like our opinions have changed, but you'll kind of see where they're coming from, and that will help this make a lot more sense to you when it comes to like how to use this information to build a party and so forth and so on. So, how you doing, Fox? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I have not really. I've been neglecting the Discord, so I apologize, guys. Oh, it's um, been great. I've been seeing it go off, man. But I've been doing um, uh, final projects for my class, and it's like this coding assignment. And I spent like 120 hours on it. It's absolutely absurd. Um, so I've just been deep in that, not really been able to do anything else besides sleep and run my Odyssey static and you know programming stuff. So I'm not going to be that exciting when it comes to like you know segment stories we don't even have segments this week really besides maybe uh spicing with ryan or maybe the reddit thing which is spicing with ryan but there's no we didn't get any messages from anyone besides the stuff about puppet master on the youtube comments but otherwise we don't really have much this week for segments so maybe people will be thrilled because we can talk about nothing but content yeah we're gonna respect the listener's time fox get a certain yeah get a certain listener to understand that we're now respecting our, our listeners time. podcasting 101 says proper accountant you have to respect the listeners time well thank you for the feedback so is our own thread the worst thread of the week because it, it, it actually actually you know now that you say it that's not a bad point look dude we actually do appreciate your feedback but it didn't really feel constructive in any kind it of way it felt more dickish than feedbackish yeah exactly exactly like you're trying to prove like an internet point and be like the internet man and that that's cool that you try to do that and it's cute but i mean we probably have more people in our discord than you talk to on your entire life i mean so <laughs> i mean the, the appeal yeah. to appeal to popularity isn't a real 
argument there, but I think they lost all ground to stand on when they made a sock account to have one post, and that post was to absolutely troll with a name that looks just like their normal name, yeah. which was also still looks like a sock account. Well, I guess my point is is that you know when it comes to our listeners' time, we just want them to listen to a conversation about two people who play Final Fantasy and whatever the hell we feel like talking about that week. And however we get around to it seems to work for at least a Discord full of people. So just don't tune in, man. Just hit the back button. It may just not be for you. Speaking, it's okay. We'll, we'll get by. This is the same person, if anyone remembers, the guy who complained as the comment about two hours of daddy duty in New Jersey traffic. Who cares? Oh, they, they, decided, they decided to go back to the thread three weeks later and say something, and it started off a whole other thing. So that's, that is the reference here. And as far as the Discord, we have... It's, I don't know if I've mentioned it's the last time I about our Discord channels. We have a Yells of a Sura channel now, and it has provided <laughs> great, great, great amusement. You know, of course we do. And I was kind of wondering when we would get around to having that in here because you're in here, dude. Yes. Actually, Yells of Asura was started as a joke Twitter by Fraud. So anyone who always wondered who that was since he stopped posting on it as of January was like the first post in months and he hasn't posted since. And he didn't respond back to me when I bugged him. So I don't know. He's doing 14 like some dress up fanboy. I don't know what he's doing. But that was a Fraud thing. And that started obviously and Fraud was in my link. He was in other link shows too, but. We had a Yell channel in the previous Link Shell Discord that's still there, but it's dead. Uh, that also was named Yells of Asura. So it just kind of migrated over and is, it is great. It's just something I'm never going to understand, man. Like, I, I get that that's, that's your thing and that, you know, you, you aren't even really the cause of a lot of these yells. Because most of the time I just see someone, like, bring you up and then it aggroes you or something. Like, if I ever see it happen. But I, I just could care less about what people have to say on the internet, especially in, like, in-game chat. Like, all those people just find ways onto their, my blacklist, to be totally honest. I mean, I don't want to go into here about the things there, but, you know, there's certain people I don't feel bad for at all, which I generally don't. I'm just very concerned for their mental health and well-being because the level of disconnect, anguish, despair, or whatever that they are clearly displaying is, you know, it's a little bit of a red flag. Yeah, it's not, a, and this is not definitely not a mental health episode, but uh, even though we've alluded it's, it's, it's the so whole reason times. there has to be one. So anyone's ever looked at, for instance, Moogle Man yelling things like killing people with an oiled up knife or just ridiculous <laughs> things. Coming from someone like myself who plays this game way too much, just log out, dude. It's kind of refreshing. No, no, that's they, there's a problem there. That was the same guy that said he was going to send Hitman after me twice and then I'd be dead in one week, which was great because one week in all caps became an enduring meme. Anytime you just say one week now in caps. Oh. And for those who don't know, I'm actually having a conversation by myself with a spicy recording. Um, he's indisposed. <laughs> Point taken. So, how are you, Fox? Well, um, about the same I was a, a little earlier ago, but how about you, man? How are you doing? Uh, I'm still getting over the vaccine. I'm very, yeah. I'm very happy I got it, and that whole day I felt great. And I was very, very happy, and it was like, this is great! And then I woke up the next day, and it was like I got hit by a <laughs> fucking bus. I, yeah, know, I, I warned you, man. Like, my, my brother got it, and yeah. Every joint was inflamed and stiff. My entire body was sore and locked up, and getting out of bed was like... I, it was like the last samurai after he gets shot at the end in the charge there. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, Tom Cruise is crawling over to him, and he's, like, trying to get to his knees or whatever to fall on his sword. It was like that kind of, like... I had to, you know, put my hand, my closed fists on my knees, lean over the bed and like 
try to get myself up. And she's like, are you okay? You want help? And I, I give a little daimyo and give a little hand thing. Get away from me. I can do it. So I'm going to be the worst. If I live to be old, which I don't think I will, I will be the worst old person. It's like, get off me. Don't touch me. I'll get up. Hey, hey, Carrie, get me a sword. Okay, get me the sriracha. Get, yeah, for real. Oh, man. So now that we've established I'm all right, having my first beer in a while, it is dark, rich, and sexy. Thank you, Founders Porter. Yeah, you got to love how uh, sexual in nature the uh, the beer descriptions are. Like, I, I remember I read mine off to you at the, you know, during pre-show. And I don't know, like, it's like they tried but fell flat. I like your said it was like a ripe cantaloupe with something. Going- <laughs> something, something, something. Uh, fuck it. I'm drinking a double IPA and that's all you really need to know. I like at the end. Mine says uh, uh, the full flavor you deserve and feel cozy like velvet. It's a lover, not a fighter. Look, man, I don't drink beer to feel cozy. I drink beer because it's delicious and it's delicious. So the last thing before we get into it here, since we don't really have segments and we're still going off anyway, having fun. Yippee. Uh, That worst threat of the week, that guy who was giving us the criticism that we suck and that we should be an hour long only and uh, we're not respecting your time. Eh, Maybe we're not. Uh, His little sock there he made, which is the same naming scheme. It's very obvious said that nobody likes me, and on top of that, didn't his e-girlfriend, I don't know if that's X or online, I'm going to assume E as in internet girlfriend, make it start an OnlyFans account. So putting that in the Discord, the OnlyFans thing started a whole a whole cascading thing here. It has now become a meme off of Spicing with Ryan, because yeah, Cavill, here, so Cavill here went, is that where the Spicing with Ryan's at? Only OnlyFans? And then Dude, it, all, all I need to turn this into an OnlyFans is a webcam because I, I can tell you right now that I've had more conversations with you without pants on than I have with pants on. Ooh, wow. That is... Uh, like you, you can visually confirm all the conversations we've had where I've been wearing pants. Ah, uh, I mean, in person, you've had pants on. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, the OnlyFans thing. I don't know. Apparently, everyone's taken off with this OnlyFans thing. And yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe we should just give the... the uh, Give them what they want. Cavill here says onlyfans.com slash spice with Ryan. That's where the cooking show is, eh? And then Yatnar says he needs an adult. And then Carrot wants to double down here. Onlyfans.com slash cockin' with Ryan. You know, I think they've actually got some uh some space to work with there with the whole um OnlyFans themed cooking show. Yes, because Yatnar also follows. I don't know if, I don't know if that's been touched with the people. Instead of uh Cocovin, uh a French dish of, you know wine and and whatnot he made it cock of vein <laughs> and and eric's jumped in with its rhyming cocks of course so now that is it has become a meme let's see if it lasts like daddy's love who knows okay so as per our long pre-show here fox and i are going to go over this list that i came up with of the roles of jobs in this game so this is the list i came up with fox and i amended it slightly it was yep. literally the equivalent of writing on the napkin your pretzels come with on the airplane. It's, uh, you know, very quick. Yeah, we're just going to kind of freeform talk about why these things we're categorizing in this way and why people, yeah, why people should kind of like lighten their mood on on how these things are being described, honestly. So, okay. So primary roles here. We're going to have DD, support, tank, healer, and hybrid. So as for healer, it's just white mage. That's the only primary healer role. So then you have primary DD, warrior. Monk, Thief, Dark Knight, Beast, Dragoon, Sam, Ranger, Black Mage. Primary support, Bard, Geo. Primary tank, 
Rune, Paladin. No specific order there. Paladin is rather preferred now. I'm sore about that. And then hybrid rolls is everything else. You know, Red Mage, Summoner, Scholar, Dancer, Pup, Core, and Blue Mage. So... Oh, and Ninja. Yes, and, on the and Ninja. Hybrid yes. list. And in terms of what the roles of those hybrids are, first and foremost, Summoner is a support first, a DD second, a healer third. Scholar is a healer first, a support second, and a DD last. Dancer is a DD first, a healer second, a support third. Pup is a DD first, a tank second, and a healer third. I wrote that. And Core is a support DD. Ninja's a DD tank. And Blue is a DD healer support. And, and I'm actually the one who bashed that down um, for Ninja. Bashed that down off of tank. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I, I, I reconsidered very quickly on that one. And, you know, usually I spend a lot of time talking about how Ninja is a fantastic tank. And it absolutely is. Um, it breaks content in half. And it's probably one of the best tanks in the game when it can apply. If not the best tank in the game when it applies. Um, but I think that's going to kind of fit the theme for what we really have to talk about in regards to people lightening the fuck up and not like <laughs> just assuming these roles are like the gospel of things and, you know, needing feeling this need to like staunchly defend them. I don't really get it. So a job like Thief of there is under DD Dragoon as well. Yes, they have Dragoon can heal and it can throw out, uh, you know, Angon and things for support or leg sweep. But it is those are tools in his toolkit, much like Pup has tools in his toolkit or Thief has tools in the toolkit. It can control hate and stuff, but it's not a support. It is a DD first. And you know what that whole list means, Fox? It means absolutely nothing. That list means nothing. It is bullshit. We will not even use that list again. It is made up and it will not ever exist again because it's pointless. Yeah. So the whole issue with, with people getting worked up about this sort of thing is it's kind of an archaic mindset. Um, when it comes to tank roles or any roles within the party, because people have blown up about the whole puppet master and tank thing but it just kind of hear us out. Um, when it comes to how we approach content now, the idea of a tank is going to fluctuate depending on what the needs of the party actually are. And to prevent that from being a cop-out answer, um, think of a situation where, you know, you have no tank in the party. You know, that party can still exist. Like, you can still clear content as long as you approached it with the proper mindset. And in all technicality the heaviest dd in that party is technically the tank at that point since it's receiving the most incoming damage but as far as from a design standpoint is concerned that dd is not a tank because it was not designed with the enemy control and the damage mitigation in mind and that's kind of what you have to look at when you want to try to categorize things with some you know bullshit list and yes it is a bullshit list and that is you know but you know when you say that just now it's not that we're gonna say because I still firmly stand on everything I said in the in the pup thread there to to um, Alvino, and it may sound like this is changing that, but it is absolutely not. Because we're going to get into because we can't we can't ignore this job any longer, Fox. Oh, God, we- <laughs> puppet master, stop it, stop it. <laughs> so we're going to have to tackle pup first, and yes. The problem is party construction is often based off of cookie cutter ideas and archaic roles and concepts that don't really exist in this game anymore because gear has blurred the lines of what is what at this point to the point where certain things aren't true anymore. You could have a blue tank or heal or whatever and do a superior job for that role and content and group than bringing a paladin. It's just not necessary sometimes. Sometimes a paladin is so good at what it does, it's dead weight because you don't need it to be that good. Yeah, and that's where your your party dynamic is going to change as well. Like, not everyone is the top-end, highest-geared player in the game. 
and the stereotypical roles that these jobs are going to fill become more prominent once you have higher and higher end gear. And that that's where it's going to that's where the actual design of the job is going to show the most. And that's why you can you can say a paladin and a rune fencer is a tank because the, the paladin and the rune fencer are going to generate enmity, which every job can do. Right. Um, they're going to receive damage well, which every job can now do. Um, but what other jobs can't do is they're going to provide unique defensive buffs to the rest of the party while absorbing the damage and having that be a, a primary you know stake in why you're playing that job. And that's what's going to differentiate it from the healer who can also provide defensive buffs, but isn't going to be receiving that incoming damage um, when you're dealing with like the highest end, most optimal scenarios. And, and that's the kind of thing you have to think of. Like anyone can create a role out of what you have to work with, but it doesn't mean the job was designed for that. It just means that, hey, you get the bonus of being able to play this way because the content or your group or some combination of it allows. So while it does matter what a job has in its toolkit and how it's designed to play, as in Paladin gets majesty, therefore it tanks better because it has that, it's designed to do that. The design of the job does not always matter, and it generally doesn't matter in this case. It doesn't matter if Alvino said, you know, a samurai was designed by SC to be a tank, and it's not, so there. who cares what it was designed to be, pops a tank. So no, no. But yes, it doesn't matter if Ninja was designed to be a ranged DD or samurai was designed to be a tank. It matters in how they fit into the game, what gear they have in this day and age. And yes, their design influences how that job plays and what it's meant to do. Yes. But it doesn't matter. Gear is changes everything. So in this case, if you have a puppet master and it does not have all this pet DT gear, that puppet is a wet paper bag and it will go down faster than, you know, something, something, something at the barn dance. So Ooh, barn dance, that one's, uh, that one's new. Yes. Then, you know, XYZ Yeehaw. at the barn dance, your mom, his mom, whose mom, it doesn't matter whose mom. So <laughs> points don't matter. <laughs> whose role is it anyway? So, yeah, yes. So gear changes everything in this case. And it's not just, yes, enmity gear helps you hold enmity. It's the jobs getting evasion gear now, magic evasion, damage taken, and DD gear at the same time. You know, the things those jobs can do now is radically different from the past, radically different from the job roles we forced them into in the past, and the notions we have about those jobs. And people still hold on to those notions or try to force their job into some niche that it, does, it fits into, but that doesn't define the job. So certain people like Puppet Masters get very upset because in Alvino's case, he said, I'm sorry, I'm not picking on here, Alvino. I like you a lot. And it was an important conversation. Yeah. That's why we had this topic. But he said that he leveled the job to do overdriving and tanking. So yes, it's kind of difficult, whether anyone wants to admit it or not, to say the entire thing I did this for isn't a real thing. It's just something I wanted to do. It needs to be validated because it's like, oh, I put all that money and effort and time and everything into it and I enjoy doing it. It has to be good. It has to be the right thing. It has to be a tank. No, it's just inherent bias. But yeah, Puppet Master is great. Exactly. And the fact that you did that and that it works in the situations that you're going to say it works in because, you know, you, I, I'm taking on good faith that you've done it right. And, you know, you've tanked things and I don't doubt Who, that at all. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about the... the okay, well, I wanted to be sure you're talking about him. I was going to be like... Hmm. Yeah, 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 sorry. Um, so he's like clearly done these things, and it, it's awesome that he can pull that off, and he's adding to the group of people that he plays with being able to bring that to the table. Um, again, it doesn't mean that the job was designed with that in mind. In, in fact, the ability for a job to perform a hybrid role 
is far more important slot over slot to a party than the the ability for it to fill a specific role. So your your hybrid jobs are generally going to be more valuable in that slot than having someone who can only do damage or having someone who is only a tank. And you know, if you if you try to shoehorn pup into this I'm a tank mentality, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because you you can fill more roles in the party and be more valuable to a party than, you know, trying to be a tank and doing a less good job of it than the jobs that actually are tanks. And I think there's a lot of peer pressure too, because when you invite a DD in this game, first of all, everyone wants daddy's love. Everyone wants it. <laughs> you don't need it. You know, it, it's, yeah, it's you know, going to die anyway. It is. That's the point. I've gone from, you know, I have this quad attack Herc and stuff, and I'm thinking about never using it again because I look at even the spreadsheet and the DPS loss from losing those two pieces from Apaka uh, outside of, you know, maybe Aftermath 3 or something. It's like 30 or something. It's ridiculous. So even though the spreadsheet's not completely accurate, it's just a, you know, it's a barometer for mathematics. It's not for play style or the reality of the game or all the happenstance that goes on. If that if it's truly that minimal in mathematics and I can't think of a way where it would impact my play otherwise, then why would I even want it anymore? Why do I care if I do a little more damage at this point? Because when you do this new Odyssey on M's, doing damage isn't the problem. Sure, there's a time limit. Doing damage isn't the problem anymore. It's if you die, it's worse, not only because there's a time limit, but because I mean, you can't do damage as we've always said, but it was gonna die anyway as long as you live. So doing a hundred more DPS doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, to put it this way, when I run Odyssey, I run a single heavy DD in my group. And SE said, like, Bumba, the, the new dragon tier four or whatever, was like the the, the hardest content they ever put out for Odyssey and stuff. Uh, yeah. And I remember I was healing this this fight on White Mage thinking, oh, man, OK, so we're going to have to like fight this for a while. It's probably going to be epic and stuff. And then like I hit left on my controller and I was targeting Bumba and it was at like 30 percent. And I wonder where the fight went. <laughs> like it, you, you, it's not hard to like kill stuff in this game. It was. It's only hard suddenly when all the feathers go up. The feathers, the feathers go up, yeah. and then it's it's just like then it's like you're getting you know blanked in the blank. But I mean, it, I fought it today, and I wasn't prepared. I haven't played in Dragoon like this entire year, and I was invited by Omar Basura to his group, and I didn't okay. I didn't fully account for the fact that the bard would be a mule dual box never providing songs again once they're gone or wiped, or that I would have to adjust in the fly or anything, and I haven't played the job since last year. Maybe six months. I I mean, I do the guide, update the gear, I have the gear myself, I just haven't played it. So I did third in the parse, and I did half as much of the guy above me who did 15% less than the guy above him. So I, you know, and it's still, I was looking at this fight, and I'm like, it felt easier to fight that missing and not being capped accuracy and, and things like that and not having not even having haste i had to ask for haste and not having a sub job or anything but it, it felt harder to fight water of courage when it was new and for the first you know half a year one year after that then it felt to fight this right now it, it just kind of felt like there was some screw you mechanics otherwise the hardest thing they ever made that it's really not hard it sounds like your party had just too many cooks in it, man. It was. It like, was a, why? Why are Why are you rolling like three DDs deep? Like, what is this party? Uh, well, one was a core. Oh, hi, Whitey. Anyway, one was a core. I don't know wh- who parsed first, and one was a monk doing only raging fists, so we don't skill chain because we they didn't know what the mechanics are, so they they kind of just yeah. said, "Don't skill chain, don't do anything, and we'll figure it yeah, out." Don't skill chain. Where they were essentially, I've seen it from other people too. When when other groups go and stuff, 
they're afraid to do anything because no one's vetted the mechanics of this content. So they're afraid to trigger something because like, I think the landmine mentality of SC's new design is going out like, oh, there's something that's going to, you know, either you have to do something or you're going to get hit by something. It's caused by something. And everyone's Everyone's in shock from uh, embos is what it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We still don't know what the big deal is with that. Jeez. But yeah, I I mean, I guess I guess my point is, is that, you know, that you, you want to be able to make the most of every slot in there. And like, as you can see, like Spicy's party had like three DDs. One of them was like dual boxing a bard, which is a well, terrible the tank, idea. The tank was the bard dual box. They oh, were just that's a, even worse. They were just a paladin. Um, there, there was the one monk who was looked like they were just well geared in terms of Odyssey content. And then you had the Corsair was shooting. So I lost to the Corsair by a large margin, I imagine. And like, let's, let's, let's like look at this party though. Like see what the Corsair is adding, right? So the Corsair is a DD. And it's also a support, right? So automatically, it's more valuable in slot than your Dragoon was. And it has nothing to do with the actual parse itself. It has more to do with how cohesive it was towards making the group actually operate functionally. I wanted to change things up, but I wasn't allowed to use a different weapon skill. I didn't I didn't feel like towing on an anti-acid to start changing food to gauge my accuracy. I knew nothing about the fight. It's my first time in. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So like, how could I perform? Yeah, which also matters too, right? But I mean, just hearing your group, though, having like X amount of DDs, a tank and a bard, I, I don't know, I that that composition just seems and a white suspect. mage. I think it was white mage, yeah. core, bard, paladin, monk, and dragoon. It was nice to be dragoon and give dragon breaker and the circle. But I was yeah. full timing DT, not capping haste because I only I think I had haste once. I wasn't even capping any sort of delay once songs were gone. And it was, you know, so it was it was bad. And I was missing jump. It was just bad. Sounds like it. Anyway, since I'm off topic now, the DD does not, I was getting at is the DD doesn't matter anymore because the content is more threatening by design. That's why we're getting higher defense, higher evasion, higher magic evasion and DT on pieces of gear than the HP requirements they have. They don't have a lot of HP compared to our DPS and our DPS is still going up with the new gear that's more defensive. So having great quad attack augments anymore doesn't even matter in terms of DD. So yes, the gear is changing the dynamics of everything in the game and it's since 119 it's since 99 onwards it's been based around gear being everything in terms of artificial levels not the jobs and their abilities a lot of the time yeah yeah i can i can agree with that like it's not it's not about the actual job that's being played it's about what the player playing that job can bring to the table and the the more the more of these kinds of players that you can bring into your group the more flexible that group is going to be and and, and for my group in particular it, it, it tends to homogenize people's roles because they're really good at one particular thing and they fill that role really well. And like sometimes people think it's stale or like, why the hell am I, do I have to be the bard? Well, I mean, it, <laughs> that's I can't a story speak for from the, the dawn of time in this game. Well, well, that's the thing though. It, I can't speak for other people's groups, but honestly, like I would go bard myself. Like it's not an issue. Like usually I'm a healer on the run. Like I, I don't care about that sort of thing. Like if I have a specific person on a bard, for example, and I'm not just speaking on that one bard person who's probably also listening to this podcast. He's a he's a great guy. Wait, um, wait, what bard person are you picking on? Oh, abject. Oh, okay. Um, he's always on bard, and it has nothing to do with how he plays his other jobs. He just happens to be the best bard. Do you think abject will be the first one to join the OnlyFans cocking with Ryan? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, that, that's that's what it takes for me to pick people in roles. Like I don't, I don't give a shit about what your DD is. Um, we have. A, who's a really good warrior, so he gets to be that warrior. He also happens to be a bard. Not as good a bard as Abject, honestly, um, if I were to compare the, the two straight up. 
Um, he's also a tank, but he's also a rune fencer, and we have at least two paladins to choose from. And in Odyssey, I want to choose paladins because they just make the run smoother. Um, again, rune, nothing against rune. Rune can tank it too. But I mean, these are just the sort of things that go into it. But it kind of ties back to people being so butthurt about like particular jobs and roles and stuff. Sometimes people get butthurt about the the job they get told to play and like what the group needs to play it. But that's actually more important than trying to establish all these different roles for the party. It's, it's more important than like trying to prove to daddy that your pup can tank. You, you don't need to do that. He's going to come home from the store, man. So I don't know. I don't. I think daddy went off to get automaton attachments and never came back. I guess so. So like are we going to put the stake? Are we going to put the stake in pup right now? They want to go down this road and just outline pup and just talk about it again two episodes in a row and outline for a couple minutes i guess i've, I've actually been playing a fair bit of pup place oh me uh, too recently. i'm almost 1200 and, um i'm not quite 1200 and that's where my arguments are gonna be invalidated by how it how it performs because i don't have all the elemental capacity yet i think i'm at like 600 something but i'm extremely well geared um i'm well geared on every job so i guess i can start by by giving the lower end pup experience um, I found that when I go to solo CP, the Black Mage Puppet's great, but it's pretty garbage everywhere else. Um, he, like, basically insta-kills mobs. It's really cool. Uh, when it comes to, like, any of the DD puppets, they skill chain with me pretty well. Uh, I went and killed NMs. It was nice to have someone else be able to open for my Howling Fist that wasn't just sitting at, like, 1300 TP. I like, you know, being at, like, max damage so I can just insta-kill things. And by the way, like puppets using uh, pups using Howling Fist have like kind of closed in on Monk. Uh, my Howling Fists are not impressing me, and it's not like I don't have the right gear for it. Well, okay, so I mean, you're you're okay. So the difference between Spicy and I, he has God is hands. I'm, I don't. I have God hands, and he's using Kinkonkin. And one is designed for one thing, and one's designed for another. And even that's though my damage is lower, I'd still rank 10. So the damage is buffed up a little bit, but I'd still expect the multi-hit procs to, to trigger quite a bit. And I have a good TP bonus from a pocket head and, and the ear. So it's not like I'm truly that far behind God hands. Possibly not. I know the base damage is a big thing there for it because the damage is it's you have almost twice the delay I do on your so, weapon. So as most monks will tell you, like when it comes to like stuff like Howling Fist and, and things, that weapon skill entirely depends on whether or not you're multi-attacks, Brock. You're not a cool guy unless it happens. Well, that's why I figured I'd get more multi-procs from Aftermath. Possibly. But I mean, so in comparable content that, that we've like looked at damage for, like my Howling Fists are hitting for like 80k. I haven't been buffed up enough to test it. I'm, I'm out there by myself alone. So I know the fact that I'm not buffed up is hurting me a lot too. So when I'm doing, you know, 15, 18k and sometimes spiking 30-ish k, with Howling Fist, then I'm, so, like, I'm like, that's not... But I know I'm not buffed, so it's also hard to gauge because I'm running so around with Sylvie you, and King of Hearts or whatever. Right, and I'm also using just Trust. That's what I figured. That's why so I'm what, like, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at, though, is that I've, I've optimized the buffs and debuffs and stuff, and I'm only mentioning like the cool damage because that's the exciting damage. It's not like I'm averaging 80k. Like monks don't even do that. Like if they try to tell you they're doing that, they're lying to you. <laughs> I've used, I have a well-geared monk. I've used God Hands rank zero before uh getting my king Konkin done when i first did a point on pup and i didn't even have as good a gear and i was still spiking like 50 60k sometimes so i'm like you know it's definitely a weapon thing but the reason i'm talking about damage though is because that puppet even in a solo situation has no chance of ever holding eight off of me it, it's just not going to oh, my yeah. howling fist hit way too hard and i've tried like i've had the puppet out there um building hate and stuff i've 
I've been using it to like, I remember I, I had to get some more uh, Herc pieces. So I went out and, uh, you know, had them try to, had the puppet try to tank Herc stuff. And, and I actually sat there and let it build hate for a bit. And then the moment I did a Howling Fist, it was just off, off the puppet. Well, like it, there's a lot of variables in there. Were you, use, true. were you using, you know, both strobes and both optic fibers? Were we, I mean, yeah, I basically copied the guide. Um, I mean, using, the, using the, the um, the Rao gear plus one on the pet path while that HP would change your ability to hold A2 if it's not doing damage and how much damage it's taking for its CE matters. But there's a lot of... So, Pup can hold the mob. We're not disputing that. Pup is great at holding the mob, but it's... Holding the mob does not make you a tank. Taking less damage does right. not make you a tank is what we're going to get out here. Right. But what I'm saying is that while I'm not wearing the gear that's buffing the puppet to be a tank, why would I get my damage to do so so right right here we're talking about a point where if a, if i was in a party with other people and i was trying to provide this role for other people those other people are going to be buffed better than i was on my puppet master and 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 this this puppet is going to try to tank and yeah sure i guess i could wear the rouse set but that's that's not going to be enough to help i can tell you right now and i'm actually doing the party a disservice by taking this hybrid role pigeonholing it into a tank that isn't tanking something and calling it a day when I could just be trying to output better damage or use my puppet, my actual puppet to try to help skill chain or use my puppet to throw in magic bursts when necessary. Or um, even a cure. Or even a cure. Yeah. Let it do a support role. I mean, it's just free stuff. It's providing round out the group based on the jobs that you don't have. So right away, too, we even had a comment that started off the whole thing with Alvino. It said, if you don't hold hate with a puppet, that's your fault. You're not a good pup, essentially, was the gist of the, the, the ordeal. Not a good pup? Well, you're still new with the job, but not saying you're not a good pup. But, you know, all these people say they can do it. But the point isn't, great, you can do it. That's great. You cannot take that gear off, as I said. Without that gear, the puppet is a wet paper bag. It may be still better than the average automaton by putting on um you know armor plate and 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 gearing specifically maybe you throw up an earth maneuver but then you don't have your other maneuvers anyway we're not going to get down to me tossing things around in my head here <laughs> but still when you take that gear off you are you know you're not a tank anymore and you are locked into that you have now the master and the puppet locked into one thing and what does the puppet have it's taking less damage it has no ability to react to the things going on around it. It may not die, but, I mean, if the hate's reset, you're in a bad spot. You're not going to get control back out of the situation. You can't build Emony rapidly. And even if you try to use Ventriloquy in certain situations, that may work low man or solo against uh, an Omen boss or something, but you're not going to use that successfully to reestablish order in the party. You're not going to handle ads. You're not going to handle anything going on in the group beyond holding the mob's attention. You're not caring. You're not reacting. You're not doing anything. You're just, you have AI standing there holding something. You're not using majesty and you're providing an extra protect. You're not using a yep. circle on pallet. You're not using uh, the damage reduction of elemental damage people around you or one for all or anything. You're not doing any of that. Even Ninja provides more to people around it than, than Puppet is doing yeah, by just yeah. having a pet standing there. So I, I guess this is a good way to, to actually like lead into Ninja and why Ninja isn't a true tank as well. Um, I tank on Ninja like a boss. Like I am probably on the upper tier of people who like tank things on the job. Do you think so Pup's done them? I'm an expert. Well, I mean, we've we've said like I, I just wanted to firmly 
put a stake in that and that just because you have hate and don't take damage doesn't make you a tank because <laughs> you are standing there like uh, you know a doofus in disney world going hmm, watching this go on this is pretty good guys what are you guys doing i'm standing here you know i, I just it's not a tank when you stand there <laughs> well i want to illustrate the difference between it because a lot of people can argue well if pup's not a tank then why is ninja a tank because what's ninja providing i mean yagger darkblade isn't out yet like once yagger darkblade is out i suppose we have a different argument for the very lucky that actually get it but why would we consider ninja a tank more than a puppet master well, situationally, Ninja has the ability to avoid enmity loss and can maintain better enmity or react or do anything over time or even use its sub-job to benefit anyone around it in any way. I mean, Ninja could... Throw me That's a list. Correct. It's just Ninja could do anything that more than standing there and using two things, Flash and Provoke, and standing there. Yes. So what Ninja does is Ninja tanks the mobs that tanks can't tank. And what I mean by that is um, Ninja is like the mechanic-breaking tank is what it is. It, it doesn't benefit the group. It's actually very selfish when it when it comes to its ability to tank because it doesn't do the things that Rune and Paladin do by shielding the group in different ways or trying to mitigate enmity the way they do, um, particularly like when you think of a Paladin and how it can manipulate enmity directly um, in some situation. Uh, a ninja doesn't do that. So what a ninja is going to do is a ninja has nothing but positive enmity gain because of how Yonin works. Um, most of the time, you're... People, people say that it's going to like lose shadows and fights and stuff like that. And while that's true, it's not as rampant as people believe it to be. Um, and there's some fights uh, where a ninja is going to completely remove the danger that other people have to face. Um, like if you look at the, the Halfus fight, uh, a paladin has to use their intervene in a very particular way and pray your group can zerg through it in order for that to be a decently tanked scenario. Um, where I've many times on this show uh, told you how a ninja and a monk can duo Halfus without any kind of issue at all. And that's because ninja at no point during that fight is ever in danger. There's just no point. Um, and also ninja is never losing enmity in that fight outside of the VE loss uh, because of how Yonin works. You are just simply not taking any damage and you are only in a positive direction with your enmity. So that's something that a puppet is not going to do. Like if a puppet gets blasted with that, uh, that, a tornado shoulder or tornado attack or whatever is going on, it, it's enmity's gone. It, it's it's done. It's going to turn around. Use it rapidly. Yeah, it's just going to absolutely blast that monk, and the monk is then dead. Like the monk is a very hardy DD, but it's not going to tank Halfus. And you may think that I'm like bringing up a really narrow point, but that's not the only fight where this takes place. There's several ambuscades where ninjas are preferred because they completely break the mechanics as a tank, as someone who has the hate from the mob. Um, and this is why Ninja was put in the hybrid role of DD tank, right. not primary tank. You know? Yeah, because at the end of the day, exactly, because at the end of the day, um, the Ninja is not going to tank a majority of the content because a Paladin and a Rune are going to do a service to the group more so in that tank role than the Ninja will. All the Ninja is going to do is add additional DPS when it's buffed properly. But for Ninja to perform at the highest levels, it's... It's not even going to have the same buffs. Um, now you can probably just give it Mambos and just have it pull Odyssey for you. Like since Odyssey is a new hot content, it'll just have so much evasion. It won't matter anymore. Do you want to go into Odyssey? I mean, we can talk about Odyssey. Um, I, I guess it really matters for this, this roles discussion because yeah, we could segue you have a six man party, right? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, see, yeah, before, well, I'll give one thing to Pup here. If you're in an alliance fight, so Divergence, that's the only meaningful alliance content anymore. Alliance content is gone. The game is old and beyond alliance content. It's over. 
So yes, if you have an off party and someone wants to come, say you want to, you know, RP your pup, great. You go in the off party and you can help backup tank Halfus or any other fight and you may actually end up saving the day. It happens where the tank goes down or something happens in wave three or against yeah. the wave two boss and the puppet, it's not going to die. I mean, it's not going to hold it against Halfus. Well, it, it might die, but, but it's generally not going to die. It's definitely absolutely going to hold the mob by a time, maybe save the day. That is indisputable, but that's in that off-party role that's, you know, putting Pup in a situation. It could easily go out there and, and be a DD. The Puppet's not getting buffs to set it up for that high-end content is the problem. But the Master's going to do just fine. And the pet can still provide support even if it's not doing DD. So, yes, in Alliance content, Pup certainly can fit that role. But it is not what Pup should be known for. It is just a tool in the toolkit. But, yes, yeah. on the Odyssey. All right, so Odyssey. So the, the reason Odyssey matters is not just because it's like the hot new content, everyone wants the gear. Um, it's because you're making a six-man party and you want to make sure that every role in that party matters. So you can't waste a bunch of roles on like just getting like your hardest-hitting DDs and pairing it up with a white mage because they're not going to be supported enough to do it and the mobs hit way too hard. Like You have to keep the tension off. So you want to make sure that you competently build it in order to actually approach the content so you can go in there and get the max farm and be the man and you know win all the glory or whatever. Daddy's love? I suppose so. What, I what if Daddy's love is more than just winning the parse? What if Daddy's love is also getting the drop? Uh, sometimes, I guess. No, nah, yeah, I mean, he comes home from the store for different people for different reasons. That's mommy's love when you get the drop. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so what I prefer... I was going to say Mischief's video. Go on, Hybrid. Yeah, Mischief's video. No, talk about Mischief's video, because, you know, I just well, you spent sent some it to time me. talking about... You sent it to me, and it's going to directly go in the blue. So Mischief put out a video. Yeah, but you're the blue man. <laughs> I'm the everything. So, Mischief put out a video, and I don't typically watch videos or search YouTube for this, so when it circulates around, that's cool. Show me, I'll, I'll watch it. I'd skim through it, just to look for specific things in there, and it was nice. I mean, I wouldn't run around trying to control a bard and core following me, but the premise is sound. If he had a bard and core there, it would work just the same. Um, he went in on Blue Mage and, you know, fought the NMs, killed everything. But he was evasion tanking. So he was using malignants and he was getting mambos from a bard and he was taking the spicy. Me it's not my method, but I do. I'm very partial to evasion tanking things like I've been talking about thief and divergence. And you can do that with other jobs. Thief may have a C minus in evasion, but it also gets, you know, it's going to get maybe what, another 40 evasion from maybe a tier or two, maybe maybe 20 or 30, because you're not going to put on the full 50 of evasion bonus on blue. You're, otherwise, you're going to be sacrificing too much. In and, and points in your spell sets there. But he's running around, and because the Mambo's giving up evasion, he's able to evasion tank all of the fodder, group up three whole families by himself without anyone carrying him on the outside besides himself. He's just got the Bard and Core dual box tree bot, whatever it is, mules following him, and he's able to sleep them all and then do cruel joke and, you know, kills them all. So that's that's nifty and fun, but the, the premise there is sound. Blue has shit evasion, but you could have other jobs do that, and you could have the blue itself, you don't even, if you're doing shoal sea farming, you could have that job replace a white mage. If it's evading everything from mambos, I mean, those soul voice mambos, I would, I would stand to reason that you would be able to get with food or anything else. You could get your evasion high enough if we figure out the exact threshold for evasion, which shouldn't be too hard. I would imagine if we go based off of wave two divergence numbers, I'm going to assume it's somewhere around 1500. It may be higher, it may be lower. I wouldn't assume it's by more than 100 higher, which would make it difficult at that point. But you can still absolutely hit that without soul voice. You can use JAs and everything and, and whatever you do there. But 
Blue is able to fit in this role here now where you're able to, instead of bringing a... Because when I go on Runefencer for Shulsi, as everyone I'm sure goes these jobs experience, not only do you have generally DDs not restraining themselves, letting you pull, they, they run around everywhere and, and do whatever, but you're not holding hate through the entirety of those mobs because it's just the DD is too fast. You can't possibly keep up enough enmity with Sheep Song and, and you can't JA constantly. So it's just you, it, it's hard to hold enough enmity every single pull, every single family, every single floor. I mean, on NMs, you're going to do it, but Blue can then fill that role instead as a hybrid, and then it can do White Wind to cure people, it can do AoE Sleep, it can do Stunga, it can do all these things, and that is, Blue is not a tank, it is not a puller, it's not any of these things, but in this, with the right gear and support in this game, it is going to run in there and fill that role in a spectacular fashion. So if you watch Mischief's video, you know, he demonstrates the potential of Blue to do that, just he's just soloing it with his, well, not soloing, he's trioing it with his right. uh, accounts there. Um, and then, you know, if you look at Blue, like you said, C-minus evasion, right? Yes. So what's a heavy DD job that everyone loves? Uh, Dark, Dark Knight? Warrior? What about Samurai? Uh, Samurai actually has better evasions, like a B-minus or a B. Uh, Samurai has a B-plus evasion. Yeah, B-plus, there you go. You know what gear set it's also on? The same the same Mpaka gear set that uh, Logical uses in his video to it inappropriately prove what Mpaka set does for Ninja Evasion. Like I, I give that video a lot of a lot of shit, but um, it does actually demonstrate how powerful the set is. Um, Samurai can also wear this. So in the same token, if you want to forego um, a tank and use a Samurai and two Bards, you might be able to get the same. Uh, the same prospects out of the samurai that you're going to bring anyway, and just have more and better buffs overall. Uh, just trying to, to buff its evasion and letting the samurai do the pull. Well, I mean, in this case, anything with evasion, you could have a thief or a dancer do it and pull it, but the blue is right. going to have ability to gain AOE enmity over everything. And it may not hold the enmity, but it can at least crowd control and still heal and compensate for if it doesn't have enmity. Because I've been in pickup groups where the mage may not be that great, but everyone's taking damage. Sometimes people even just die because yeah. there's things running around, things aren't controlled. You know, it just it it'd be a yeah, lot the, easier to have a job that sleeps, cares, stuns, uh, you know, all these sorts of things. Right. I'm trying to kind of make a, a sensationalist kind of point where a lot of jobs can do this now. So we may not necessarily have to say, hey, we have to bring this role. Like we we don't need a tank. Sure, a paladin helps cure for everybody, you know, so DDs can be a little more reckless. Um, but like when it comes to, like pulling mobs, like you don't really need that much when it comes to like defenses. Like if if you want to slap some mambos on a on a samurai, it's probably going to pull fetters and and pull mobs better than that blue mage was. So it may be my kink is evasion, but I think with how it's been added to gear, whether it's Sakpata's gear or anything, there's a lot more evasion on gear now with the new Odyssey stuff than there ever used to be in the past. And buffs are good enough. Whether you even bring, I don't want to say run around with Garuda to get an evasion from favor or something, but, but I mean, is it so bad if a Geo gives you, do you really need Fury if you have Frailty? Do you, you could use a Avoidance there and one Mambo. You could do these things and you don't have to just kind of, everyone just kind of tries to pick the job that takes the least amount of damage, PDT2 from a Rune Fence or a Paladin. And I think if people kind of focus a little more on the ability of jobs to gear and evade at this point. I don't think people realize that you can evade all these things in the game because no one bothers to do it. They just kind of throw their face at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you said 
you said PDT two, and I can tell you as a paladin who doesn't own a bird gang that you don't need PDT two to tank this well, stuff. People get really starry eyed over things that look or sound important, and the roles of this game are something right. that they hold on to dearly too. You know, they they look at the classical things in this game of warrior is a DD and that's it. And yes, while it is, it's very good at that. That's its one thing. I mean, other jobs in this game don't have to be forced into those certain roles. And it's kind of why that list is completely useless because say your pup has everything in the game except pet tanking gear. We're going to use pup a lot. Um, you know, it's not going to hold the mom. It's not going to tank. It will do everything else a pup does. So gear makes any sort of role or traditional thing in this game at this point worthless. Kind of. But it, it also depends on your party itself, too. Like, we're, we're going to, like, we, we spent a lot of time talking circles around this, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's relevant. Like, every, people want definitive answers for things, but we can't provide definitive answers because we don't know what your group is like. like Fox, what's the best DPS gear? Exactly. That, that is such a loaded question. Like, don't believe the people who just read out the highest end of the spreadsheets and call it a day. Like, that is super wrong and not how you approach things. How about the recent yells of Asura thing of uh, D Baggage yelling for the whole day? What's the best gear swap? The best gear swap. Uh, the one that functions. Stop breaking them. I, I, it was almost cringeworthy when he said, someone said spicy hassle. <laughs> oh, boy. And first of all, it's not that good because I made it. I don't know coding. I don't know language. So it's just kind of bad. But I mean, second of all, come on, guys. That's that's a lot of actually uh, I've actually improved quite a bit of them and extended them to other jobs. Now, it's not it's not as bad as you're saying. Yeah. Uh, now that I was sat down and, and kind of cleaned up my blue one and put it out because everything's on GitHub now, because uh, if anyone is not in our discord doesn't know, Pacebin has a smart filter now and I can't post my gear swap. And it's not because I say that your uh, gear looks like shit and you should feel bad. I took that out and it still wouldn't let me post my gear swap at all. So I don't know what it doesn't like. So it's no longer on basement. It's still there, but it's no longer updated. But there's a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of approaches, though, like whether or not you have the best stuff or whatever to performing a certain role. And what I can tell you for certain is that a puppet master is not going to be able to fill the role in Odyssey that a tank that I have in party is going to fill. There's just no world where that takes place. Welcome to Puppet Master 2. Yeah. And I so, don't have to be an expert at pup to tell you that. I just have to understand tanking and enmity mechanics. How about support then? Because... I wanted to go to healer next or just, I mean, it's, it, well, look, I know that you usually have a bone to pick with scholar. So, uh, you know, yes. In Odyssey, we're well, let's go right into healer then first. Fine. <laughs> okay, you mentioned okay. scholar. Let's do it. We'll go into healer, Odyssey support, whatever. So te technically there is no healer role. It just is a support role. I mean, cause healing is support and there's only one healer, then it's white mage. So healing shouldn't be a role. It should just be support. And then you have, you know, Geo, Bard, and White Mage as the three support jobs. So, yes, there are situations like Odyssey farming in Shulsi or something, since that's what everyone's yelling for. Ambrava and Regen 5ga are going to absolutely beat anything a White Mage brings to the table because nothing in there is dangerous enough, or shouldn't be, that you need to have cures. It's not even an ambuscade. It's just you need efficiency in there and people to be having the best upkeep, and Scholar will bring that hands down over a white mage in this case. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I've noticed that when Imbrava's up, like I spend most of my time just using Dispelga when appropriate. Um, I, I have a, a an extremely solid white mage, and I actually prefer bringing Scholar for two reasons. Uh, one, I'm being kind of selfish, and I actually want to master Scholar through the use of Odyssey. And then two, yeah, Imbrava and Regen 5 is just absolutely absurd, and it it, it kind of 
it, it boils on the situational thing because you know spicy doesn't like scholar or at least in our discussions before you haven't liked scholar because it just doesn't heal as well as white mage does so like to if call things, it a healer kind of is injustice if things right? go poorly scholar doesn't provide me enough of an upside that i would be like yeah this is so i mean Fair. she'll if it's like if it's divergence or something yes the overall run having region five and everything that's going to be great but when things are going poorly i don't have a rise which when you're doing a two-hour run is very important to keep people yes. up and continuing or when you're doing a an nm that's kind of wiping and killing people having a rise take two minutes off every person it's monumental because when things are going poorly that's the difference between recovering and picking your footing back up or uh, okay, guys, I have one less raise to use, and I'm kind of fumbling around, even though I have JAs and everything. And I, you know, a scholar can't get a handle over a situation like a white mage can when it comes to providing cure skin to keep people from going down and, and, and asylum, any of those other things. White mage hands down to like NMs and serious content that like that, that's not a farm or something like that, or maybe even certain ambuscades where scholar can excel over a white mage. Yes, that's been my bone to pick. There's never enough upside to me because the nuking doesn't matter anymore. Sleepka doesn't matter for him anymore. You know, a lot of things Scholar did that were really cool when Scholar came out aren't cool today. And it doesn't have gear that really compensates and changes the job to me to provide enough upside. But yes, absolutely Scholar has times where it is the best thing to bring for that role. Nothing you said is wrong. Nothing you said right now is actually wrong. Now, the reason Scholar has value as a healer isn't because of that giant list of reasons why it's not. The, the reason Scholar is, is an excellent healer is it provides more value to that slot for the party than a white mage does. So this kind of goes back to what I was talking well, about. That's before. the upside. So the upside is that in content where you can manage all of these things, you can replace a red mage a lot of the time. You don't have to have a Scholar and a red mage to do things. You're going to replace like, Dia 3 and everything else it brings to the table there, Haste yes. 2. Yep, you sure will. And the way you're going to do it is you're going to work with the rest of your buffs to make that happen. Um, and you get a role that's going to be able to protect people and still heal and still provide the debuffs that are still going to matter in the content. And then, like you, you don't need Dia 3 depending on what you're getting elsewhere, um, especially if the mobs aren't level 150. This is true. And in and, a Fox world, yeah, sorry to cut you off in a Fox world, yeah, but when you have a link show of people and not everything works out so smoothly with party setup and everything, yes, it's your fault, but generally throwing a white mage in there helps a party that's not a well-oiled machine like you're talking about to compensate and, and adjust and balance properly. Yes, they're supposed to do that, but <laughs> yes, it doesn't always work out that way a lot of the time. So um, my Odyssey static is the people that I've, I've chosen from the link show that I was in. Um, specifically because they follow instructions it doesn't mean that we're actually a well-oiled machine at all um we are we are a lot of times a comedy of errors and we're just very good players overall that can make stuff happen you know um we we kind of roll with what's going on we are by far not even close to like a perfect odyssey group but we have a lot of fun when we do it and we still do things very well because we understand how to play the game um with that said, I have a red mage in my Odyssey static. It's the uh, it's the only role that particular person can go as, and they do perfectly fine at the role. Uh, but what's cool about having the scholar in there is I can pick up the slack if something were to go wrong or if they're indisposed with something. It opens up the red mage to more viably allow them to deal damage while I can provide the long buffs that are necessary for the group. Um, in situations where my Embrav is up, we don't need haste too. It's just not necessary with a, with the bard that we have. Like you just combine those two things and call it a day. And then, and then worst case scenario, 
that bard does not need to sing honor march yeah but that's you're, you're talking less than seven minutes of Bravo, aren't you uh yes which is roughly half the run if you apply it twice yeah so here's here's the deal um you don't need the buffs you think you need. Uh, most of the time, you have far too many buffs in these traditions. Well, absolutely, stuff. yeah. Yeah, and if as long as you have people who understand what their role is and what's needed at the time, then a lot of times you can get away with, with not using as many of these things. Like, I, I would really like to give the Red Mage in the party uh, more opportunity to be able to deal damage because I'm not a melee DPS when I'm on Scholar or White Mage. But if I'm on if I'm on white mage, I can't provide the kinds of buffs to people that are going to replace the red mage constantly needing to sub scholar or something to be able to provide. So the scholar can't. Everything you said is absolutely true, but everything that hinges on is people knowing what to do and right. Yes, yes, and it sounds so basic, but that's kind of the point of what we're trying to get at. Yeah, people yeah. shoot just pigeonhole these roles and they they lean so hard on this role being exactly what it needs to do and not enough people actually appreciate what hybrids bring to the table because per slot they're worth more than that slot than they are in party i do absolutely get very annoyed when i have a white mage who's absolutely not worth the slot and it could be anything else there and a lot of times the bar spells aren't even really important so it's not even like that's an issue not that Scholar can't put out good bar spells. They are limited by their timers or having to run into range or whatever, but so the White Mage would too. But I mean, <laughs> a lot of times everything's in my head in the they, fly fox. Well, a lot of times people think they need my Yagrush with my, with my White Mage neck so that I can remove two things with a race from the entire party. They're afraid. And that's, exactly. It's simply not true. With, with Regen 5, not even in Brava, it's usually enough curing for people to just passively get healed, especially in content like Odyssey that I have plenty of time to just use stratagems to just erase things off. The the most hairy it ever gets is when trolls use enervation, because that absolutely has to be removed. And nobody has died in my party ever uh, when I've been on Scholar dealing with that. Like, and, it, you have to be mindful, but it's it's. I think people are, are afraid of these roles not being present, like you were saying, uh, more so than the, the actuality of them being in party. And, you know... I bet, Fox, that it feels a lot better, not specifically just when your scholar does it, but when a competent, because, I mean, any job being competent matters. We can't just say if the scholar's not competent, it doesn't count. But it probably feels a lot better when you do it than it sounds to the average person who hasn't had a competent scholar doing that. Because, be honest, at this point in the game, there's not a lot of competent scholars running around. Well, there's not a lot of competent hybrids at all running around. If you look at that list, it's usually like the list of jobs that time forgot. Like if, if we if we want to recap that list we established before the show, every job on that list outside of Corsair is either played incorrectly, played into like a, a specific role, like everyone thinks Red Mage is a DD only for some reason, or, or not Scholar, but Summoners where all they can do is conduit. Astral Conduit. Yeah, and, and that's simply not the case. Like outside of these things where people feel like they only can fill a single role, which is absolutely not true. Um, you get jobs like Dancer, who people try avoid like the plague for some reason. Um, you get Ninjas, Dancer who people just don't so even... so good, though. It's, it's the worst so job to be on that list of things time forgot. It is so yeah. good. But if you look at the hybrid roles, it's absolutely true about every one of these jobs. Like, look at look at Ninja. Nobody plays that properly, and it shows when people talk about the job and try to explain what the job's strengths are. 
Um, most people who copy paste the guides and like read the, the, the forums about how Ninja works are probably going to do Ninja wrong because as a community, we do such a disservice to Ninja. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, so, okay. So here's another point too about that. So I've done maybe three or four Odyssey tier three, four fights and they've been random pugs and they've been actually people that I don't know or talk to like Evan or Omar who okay. know of me well enough that when I say something, they're like, yeah, you can come, you know, this or that. And I think both of them have gone, you want to come on blue spicy? And I know they're not asking me to come on blue because they care about the job, know about the job. They're asking me to come on it because they want your blue, my blue. Yeah. And it's not any different than any other blue because it is a blue and the gear ceiling for blue for the past several years is really low. So yes, I may know how to utilize it efficiently as a DD. I got asked to come to Mabose and it was a bad run because the moment we started, the Dark Knight was, it was Bromus. Bromus walked up, had to take his weapon out and died immediately as the fight started. So we lost that fight. It was like 20% the tree was left. If he didn't die immediately, we were kind of melting in a bit. But I mean, did you really invite me to come as it's, I should have had Nagling for that purpose. I mean, not necessarily because I w- I pulled out Sequence. I'm like, wow, that's the first time I'm pulling out Sequence in a long time. I mean, a few more levels on Sequence with uh, Dark Matter, and it probably would have performed equal to or better as a Nagling without having to carry one because I don't care. So, yeah, I mean, any other Blue Mage could have filled that role there, but I think people place a little bit too much emphasis on you just community yep. expectations. Yeah, in fact, uh, in similar vein, uh, when I was doing uh, when I was doing Odyssey with Ruomoko's group before I started my own, um, he asked me to go as Beastmaster, like without even knowing what other jobs I have. The very first thing he did was have me go as Beastmaster because that's that's what I'm known for is my Beastmaster, um, at least within his circles and his understanding, right? Because I, I showed him what Beastmaster you can do. You wowed him on Beast, I, exactly. So that's what he has me go as, but. For that group, my most proficient role was not as Beastmaster. I only went to like one, maybe two runs, but I think it was just one run as Beastmaster. Um, I ended up tanking over at, for that group as the Paladin for that group until I left. And it's because it just provided more to the group. Like, we just didn't need my Beastmaster based on the setup. And it was just more efficient for me to go as the Paladin and compliment his Scholar when he went on Scholar because I could do the AoE cures and emergencies and he could focus on being a healer. It, you just have to compliment your group. But, you know, the same as they ha- they tried to have you just go as Blue Mage because they know that you're the Blue Mage guy. Like, I'm the Beastmaster because I'm the Beastmaster guy, apparently. Um, it doesn't mean that, like, that's the best role for the time or that's the Correct, community expectation the of what you should do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to fill what the group actually needs, not what role, like, you think is best. Omar was asking, he goes, because he was focusing on what doesn't skill chain because you don't want to skill chain and heal um, Burma, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, the tier four. So it's like, he's like, maybe next time you go blue, but maybe Savage Blade, what, what won't skill chain with Savage Blade? And the answer will be like, Garuda's Predator Claws, uh, Shark Bite, <laughs> anything that's, that's you know, not resolution, anything that's like that. Oh. But it's like, but I was like, the problem is then every other job can't come or weapon skill. You, for my blue mage, you're going to lock all those, that, that's, you're already off to a very bad start in your head. And obviously it's not going to happen, but I mean, just the fact that it was even a start of a train of thought 
that left the station there of how can we focus this around a blue mage's savage blade because it's spicy's blue mage using set. It's like no, that's not. Uh, and that's how a lot of exactly. groups operate. You know, they focus around certain things or people or ideas that aren't really things. I'm not anything. I am just a guy who Fox is better in terms of knowledge and things in this game. And you know, it's just. Oh, don't do that because then I'll forget intels again. I there's a certain level where you can brag or say you know or did something or you know I don't it's not that I'm over attempting to be too humble but it's just like it sounds nonsensical to me it's like you know it's not special exactly that's everything I've ever said about what I do is not actually special either man like I prefer to actually go as the healer to most things because it rounds out the group the best and I have to say that because there's someone if Knight he's in our discord if he listens he's going to be very upset because he sent me a tell about you know, how it was upsetting that, you know, uh, he's someone who went to bat for me when I got banned from BG, da 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 And what you do is special. It does matter. A lot of people care. It's very important, you know. So, yes, I'm not saying it's worthless. I'm just saying how everyone else sees something and the mysticism they see is not the same way it really is. That's an interesting perspective. Um, the just the polarity of it. Yes. Like if, That's if, why if I mentioned the it. people yeah, it, it's it's the people seeing that that if something just isn't like like by you saying something isn't special is not the same thing as meaning that it's worthless. That that is absolutely true. And that's actually that extends to the jobs in this game as well. Yes. Like there's this if it's not first, it's last mentality, which is absolutely absurd. Um, a lot of times people actually need to listen to the phrase less is more as well. And if it wasn't for this podcast, Fox, because it does impact us as well, not just the yeah. people we hope to enjoy what we say. So if it wasn't for this podcast, it's actually changed a bit, whether I realize it or not, and I do happen to realize it, I believe, how I approach things and how I'm gearing now and how I'm, my mindset of things has changed. And part of why I'm loving Pup so much, I'm not doing spectacular damage, especially not unbuffed. But I feel so confident in my ability to tackle any content in this game if I know about it. So the new, very new content, since it's not completely known about it, you know, there's a little uncertainty there. But in terms of anything I apply that job at, whether it's the best or not, and I'm sure there's certain times it's going to really fit in and it's going to be nice, and there's sometimes it's going to kind of be like, I'm just playing it. But it doesn't matter if that job excels, if it's first, if it's last. It doesn't matter. It matters that I'm enjoying it. I'm applying it efficiently and properly, and, you know, that's about it to me. It's geared up always because I care about it enough. That's the objective is to work on things, and it feels good to work on it. You know, kind of like a car or something you're restoring. But, uh, you know, it's just I am happy not being the best, and it takes a lot to get to that point where you decide you're winning the race by not winning the race. You know, it's it's funny. Like I, I had started out at the beginning of this podcast talking about you know pup and damage and all that shit, and we compared our damages, right? And like I was like, oh my, everyone does that. Okay, everyone does that, right? But that's again the spike of my damage. But my my damage usually floats around like forty k, right? And when I started talk, talking about like the different roles you could have the automaton in, it's the same way that you would optimize your party. Like less is more. Just because I can spike crazy damage with a howling fist on puppet master does not mean that's the best approach. In fact, most of the time I got better CP per hour by just doing victory smite to victory smite or some kind of skill chain and letting the puppet magic burst for 70k. And of course, mine it's don't have more tech gear, so mine was magic bursting for like a right, third right. of that when it wasn't getting resisted. 
exactly exactly but i mean it, it depends on what's available to you what you have to work with and like what buffs you have like we both had trusts sure i can do like crazy howling fists but it doesn't matter if it doesn't spike but what is consistent was that black mage was constantly that black mage puppet was constantly doing 70k arrow fives like it's not even scaled up all the way yet like it, it can only do arrow five <laughs> i was gonna and, say i was laughing because i'm like do you not have higher than arrow five no dude, it's at like 386 skill Ooh, and that's magic accuracy too i bet the magic accuracy has been really consistent. Well, it's also so, not an NM. I'm uh, when it starts true. dropping off, like like uh, what is it? Geo against uh, Kai Ki K. Every kiss begins yeah. with. You know, we were talking about last time. But, but that's, that's that's the same shit that people need to apply to all content in this game. Like, not everything is going to be Apex mobs, and you know, not everything is going to be NM. Like, you have to be able to adapt with that depending on what your circumstances are. You know what gets me really excited too about pup? Since this is the episode is obviously about pup, and it's about roles in general. I low man things because I don't want to be a part of these, uh, shall we say, the kids under the bleachers who think they're cool and have it all and they drive a BMW because their dad bought it for them or something. I don't want to be in those people under the bleachers. I don't like those people and I like their attitude. And everywhere I go, I'm running into those people anymore. So I'm happy low manning things and not doing that and not being in groups of certain notable people. So... The idea of low manning on pup and holding key and having the puppet magic burst and going with someone to buff me or someone else there in some sort of capacity of complimenting me doing that or just me opening skill chains in any job. But pup suits it well because you could do a subtle blow build at that point if you're not worried about the puppet magic bursting. The idea of doing that to me is really exciting and fun versus destroying something or this or that and you know taking different safer yeah taking different roles into certain things there's absolutely times where i'd be happy having a scholar be how about this we're talking about role synergy here how about this dancer is absolutely awesome and great scholar can fill in and is perhaps superior with more upside than a white mage in a lot of things how about if there's a problem that occurs you now have a dancer there that complements your scholar and provides even more upside and can fall back and provide healing if things start going south with AoE cures or something. I mean, that sounds yeah. absolutely perfect for role synergy, and you don't see it. Yeah, my story about Rua's group was not about how I'm such a great paladin. Like, I am a very good paladin, but it, it was it was about the synergy that it provides with another job that can then provide multiple synergies elsewhere. And the, the more of these crossover synergies you have, the further you can expand that six-man six content. You're basically filling, like, 12 roles or 12 is a bit extreme, probably like eight to nine roles uh, with six people because you're able to bring hybrids. And I think people should be more proud of these hybrid roles. You, you, sh you should enjoy the fact that that Puppet Master is considered a hybrid because that makes you more valuable in that slot of the party than the person who is dedicated at it. Yeah, and I'm really happy as a blue mage. Say I'm fighting Tellys. Here's a great example of bringing a blue mage and it's really useful. When Invincible goes up and you have a ridiculous Dia aura doing like, what, two, three hundred a tick to everyone? <laughs> Yeah. How great is it to have white wind spam in that situation and then go back to DDing? Yeah. You don't have to be the best DD, but you have it white winds. Yeah, have, having scholar, uh, having dancers waltz stuff. Dude, I've seen I've seen a particular dancer we both know save the day on Telus simply because it bypasses the mechanics of Telus. Like the healing factor in it. it. It just absolutely saves the day. Yeah, if you're silenced. Yeah, because yeah, it does the uh, mute aura and then the dancer absolutely... And it's a piercing... It's weak. Telus is... Dragoon and Dancer and stuff. Dancer especially is great for Tellys. And, you know, everyone just shouts for Summoner. But Tellys is really, really easy. And Tellys is a fight 
where Pup is a great tank to bring. If not, if it can hold hate through the fight, if it can hold hate, (laughs) not that you couldn't have the Dancer not sub Dragoon or something to make this work and synergize properly, Pup would be the best tank in the situation because it won't get charmed and it won't get death. So there you go. I mean, if everyone is, is properly supporting that group right there, in this case, while Pup is not a tank, it fits this group and this role here as the best tank to bring yeah, to it, that content. It can still tank for that content. It doesn't have to be a tank to tank. Like just because its design isn't there does not mean that it can't fill that role. Which is also why I said Pup is a tank when it's mechanically convenient. But that's that's just right. how it is. That is, and that's that's how synergy and roles and everything in this game work. And we're really limiting ourselves in this game with the mentality people have and it's so pervasive and it's not like you or I are going to change that. I hope that we make a dent and influence people. So at least certain people aren't trapped in that cycle of ignorance, but you know, the way it's approached in this game, we don't get to experience those sorts of joys or getting to explore certain jobs we have fun on because people are just not thinking, not spreading the idea of constructing groups that way. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're locked in your own box. The framework of jobs exists, yes. but everyone's locking themselves into it way too hard. Yeah, and they're just willingly stepping right into it just by going with the belief that X is is X is Y. Like, like, don't care about that anymore. It does not matter as much as people think it does. And that's the point that I hope we get across. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of exhausted on the subject. Like, I see it happen all the time, and I just get frustrated that not because people are saying like X is, you know, a certain like role within the, the job. It's just they're not expanding their mind to think that, you know, this role needs to be filled. How are we going to fill it? And that kind of dynamic thinking makes you better at this game. It makes you better at setting up your parties, better at uh, deciding what buffs and debuffs you need. It, it, le- it leads directly into the mechanics understandings that that we need to have for like any mechanics episodes we could have going forward. Like you have to be able to oh, build things first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. They have to be able to 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 build for these roles first. You got to walk before you can run. Like you don't know what to apply to content until you know how to build the party for it, and then like based on those roles, like you can then overcome the mechanics of it. You know, go from there. You know, do we want to say what about Black Mage? I mean, we we definitely avoided Black Mage. I mean, I, we avoided Ranger also, but I mean, Ranger fits a niche. I think well. people understand Ranger more now too. I see a lot right. more people using Ranger for certain fights. Not just Halfus, but oh man, Koronok is so good. Like, I mean, most people true flight, but people it's really understated how good Koronok actually is. And if it wasn't for Ranger bypassing mechanics, it wouldn't have nearly any attention that it kind of sort of barely has at this point, which is unfortunate. But Black Mage. I honestly don't know how to talk about Black Mage outside of it's a DD, but it's the DD that SE forgot instead of, you know, the time forgot. I'm going to use an old Chappelle show line here. What can I say about Black Mage that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? It looks bombed out and depleted. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of unfortunate. Like that that's where, you know, a job like Scholar has a leg up because at least they can fill like, multiple roles. Um, now that's not to say that black mage isn't very good at being like a crowd controller because it actually is. And it's, uh, elemental debuff spells are actually far more potent than people give it credit for. Um, but they're not, able... they're not going to swing the tide here. No. They're just not, I mean, no Two, the game has changed to a point where executing skill chain to skill chain, it's worth it to use another weapon skill to keep skill chaining than it is to 
It's worth more to multi-step, obviously, and you can still get a black mage to jump in there, but a lot of groups, especially pickup groups, aren't constructing themselves that way and don't care to bother to know or figure out. A lot of people don't understand skill chain still in this game, let alone magic bursting. Honestly, a black mage sub-scholar is incredibly valuable to Dynamis content and not as a nuker. Like, it can handle statues, which is neat. I mean, Corsairs can too, but, uh, you know, yeah, lots of jobs can handle statues, right? But what Black Mage Subscholar does is it has the most crowd control debuffs in the game. Like you have Breakga, you have Breakga again, you have <laughs> Sleepga, you have Sleepga again, you have Sleep 2, you have Sleepga 2 again. Like, and on top of all of this, like you can even start blowing strats towards uh, celerity stuns and stuff. Like treat it like it's old school. Like there's there's a Definitely lot of value the you can yeah, there's a lot of value you can bring, even though it's labeled as a DD. There's so much value you can bring to the table simply by using it for other stuff. Frankly, based off of how stats and everything in this game works, maybe the statues are capping PDF against the player, so semi-stomp hurts so much because of that. Because when you put Wilton stuff on it, it's a noticeable difference. So Yeah, um, I noticed maybe, that when I shield block statues, they actually do zero. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe... Um, a drown to lower the strength by what is it like 60 70 maybe that's it's, it's pretty high yeah i mean people there. usually put impact on anyway but maybe you have the, it, how much is impact it's the percentage base 25 percent. so we don't know the stats right is it 25 uh it's it's, it's a stat down yeah but it's it's percentage it's, based it's and fenrir is static i don't know the exact values on impact i, I do know yeah. that i put it on every chance i get but yeah, I was going to say that, that, that might actually do more depending on the stats. We don't know the stats, though, but if it's about 300-ish, we could assume. I'm sure someone's figured it out. I just happen to not know off the top of my head. It doesn't sound like you do either. That but I mean, it'd be something I would know off the top of my head. Well, you, you stack these things together, though. Like, the um, the elemental debuffs are, are good and stack them with impact. Oh, that's right. They stack, isn't it? It's been so long since mm-hmm. I've had a Black Mage and Impact and then the buffs that I don't even remember if they stack or not. And the black mages that do show up, all they want to do is magic burst because people get pigeonholed into this idea that I can only fill this role with my job. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. For as much as black mages underutilized, everyone focuses on the nuking aspect of it and nothing else that it does. And this isn't obviously a black mage episode, just like it's not a pup episode, but... It's a roles episode. Like, people need to expand their idea of what these roles can do. A a black mage, especially, it gains so much value in alliance content. Not as good in in six-man, but in alliance content where you have more flex slots, uh, you can let black mages do more things that you would expect bards and red mages and geomancers to do. Like uh, when it comes to crowd control, if they're being played properly. And frankly, depending uh, on the content you're facing, depending on the buffs you have or what's going on in the mechanics of the mob, black mages ability to nuke and not really lose MP or to be able to restore its MP with the cult acumen and uh, not veto here and here. That's their mythic. The other thing, the MP restore thing. The staff murder, It's yeah, also murder. not going to be. Yeah. It's also not going to get punished for its enfeeble based sins. Like you can mono wall after this goes on, and you can also and you aren't going to be that menace. Exactly, you you aren't going to be that bard that explodes because all the mobs woke up and looked at you. <laughs> That's like I, I get that tanks should do their jobs, but but this job has a specific fallback. Like you, you, there there are far more things that you can do with jobs than you expect. Like this is why I go geo sub uh, black mage to a lot of things. I like being able to do the crowd control. I like being able to be the stunner. It helps out in a lot of situations. Um, you know, it, it complements my ability to throw down bubbles because I can make sure that I have hate on everything in a way that's meaningful rather than just cure wanting a tank. 
And I bring up Black Mage because we've touched on it before, where there was that thread where the guy was trying to justify Black Mage's existence, which you don't have to do. You just have to justify a strategy or synergy. And everything yeah. kind of focused around um, Monowall is like, you know, it was it was kind of like looking at Puppet Master all over again. But Black Mage can Monowall tank an Odyssey. It's better than bringing another tank. You can Monowall everything. It's like, is that really making Black Mage the greatest sure. thing? It's like, it's a tool. It's not the job. And everyone kind of ends up focusing on Black Mage has mono wall. You can go at Albion. And we talked about how cool that is. And it is. Just like it's really cool that Pup's tank doesn't get charmed uh, in Ambuscade or against Tellies or avoids death, but it has so many Did pitfalls you know, everywhere else. Think of it this way. If you have a, a, a good paladin, right? If you have a good paladin in your group and everyone in your party brings their meds, they bring remedies and, and panaceas like <gasps> they're supposed to, you can replace the Scholar and the White Mage with a Black Mage Subscholar. Oh, wow. That sounds really, that sounds ballsy as fuck. It is, but that paladin's not going to die. It's also going to cure everybody. So as long as everyone can take care of their own debuffs, and even the black mage can take care of those debuffs a lot of times, they just have to go into light arts. Yeah, and then he loses yeah. a strat. Or forbid they two, ever do light arts. They only have two strats, though. Right. So, I mean, you don't want to lean minutes. on that too often. But but think of it this way. A black mage in light arts can still use sleep get two. <laughs> That's true. And it's going to be more hardy than the bard that could explode. It, it's an option. I'm not saying that this is like the preferred way of doing it. But if you're a black mage only and you're down because you can't get into groups, like this is how you can try to sell yourself. Like, you know, you're on the corner or something. Ooh, sounds exactly. like an only fans for black mages. That's right. It is the only fans for black mages. Only fans but... slash black and with Ryan. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not ever say that again. And, uh, and it, it's just, it, it's just limited by the player's creativity and the group's understanding to do these things. I mean, if your group is only going to do cookie cutter things, well, unfortunately, that's the group that you're with. If and you're that's the group people are born that, into. Because that's the way shout groups are. Everyone's born into that. That's kind of like, we're, you know, we're, we're going to do a lot of adult themes here. It's kind of like <laughs> watching porn. And that's like thinking that's how it is. Everyone joins these shouts and they go, well, that's how I'm going to do everything from now on. You know, and it's just not that way, even though you're yeah. watching it. The last time I showed up and fixed a copier, I got really sad. <laughs> But I, I mean, that's just that's just how it is. And you know, people these shouts Rife, can either be what they need. Rife or delivered they a lot of pizzas, and I bet he's been disappointed every time. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, just build your own parties. Like if if you if you have this knowledge and this lore about your job, like you understand that your job can perform in this way, then build around it. Like the the hybrid roles are far stronger than the ones that are narrow, and people just don't play to those strengths. I'm so glad we're respecting the listener's time. Oh, right? By talking about the same thing over and over again? No, 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 no. We're, we're, I was just, just. We got to the point. Oh, I got it. And that, you know, it's a, a long episode about waking the fuck up. No, no, it's, it's very good. So is there anything we have? I mean, we didn't talk about Summoner. Well, I mean, I, I like Summoner's I made a buffs. I, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Um, I like Summoner's buffs. And it's Avatar's favorite and everything, but I just wish its unique buffs were a little better. The War Cry is good; yeah. it doesn't need to be improved. the The End Fire is very good. The End Thunder is pretty good. They don't need to really be changed. It's everything else. Like the TP bonus is kind of stuck in the level 80s, you know, pre 99 era. It's nice, but it's not nice enough to merit the job being in a full support role as opposed to like a Geo or a Core or a Bard. So it's got yeah. a lot of things, and it has to keep swapping to put those on, but. It definitely brings a lot to the table. It just needs to be refined a little more. 
I mean, I hate to like say things in order, but like I, I really like summoner as a healer because I like most jobs as a healer because I have this weird sickness to doing it. Like blue mage is a healer. I love it. Summoner is a healer. I love it. Scholar, white mage. I'm just a healer, right? Everyone's partial to something. Yeah. So like when I when I play summoner as a healer, it's actually really nice. Um, but when you compare it to like white mage and scholar, it does fall to a third place. Like I hate putting things in order like that, but it doesn't mean it can't do the job. Soothing current and summoner, is soothing current is amazing. Um, it adds uh, the the fifteen percent cure potency received to everybody, which in which breaks the regular cure potency cap in a way by going around it, and it helps supplement the fact that scholar doesn't have native healing magic skills. So while you're using, you know, you can use items like the rate of crud and stuff just like everybody else can, and you can throw out these heals, and these heals are still going to be very comparable to the rest. Um, but what's what summoner really benefits from is one of the things that white mage and, and scholar can get uh, can get bogged down in is that you can actually pseudo dual cast. So one of the things that that most good healers um, who, who who love the job, um, one of the things that they notice goes wrong a lot of the time is that they'll be mid cast when something happens, like you'll be removing a status debuff. And someone will go down to red HP and you're still affected by the universe to lockout. And you really got to hope that, uh, they live. that, you know, yeah, that they live while you're sitting there jamming your cure four macro, right? Um, a scholar or not a scholar, but a, a summoner can actually dual cast the, uh, the, the AOE, you know, status cure, depending on what pets out, uh, plus an actual cure because one of them's a job ability. And then one goes right into the actual magic cast or vice versa, where you could be throwing out the status cure and your pet can actually be doing the AOE heal. Um, you actually get these options as summoner. It's much more difficult to do, but it is a selling point. And while it doesn't perform the role as well as a white mage or a scholar would, uh, it still can do that role, and it brings this benefit to the table. And frankly, you know, we talked about uh, scholar and dancer synergizing well. I mean, a summoner and scholar would synergize very well as well because soothing current will definitely help oh, yeah. out on curing, and it provides the oh. summoner ability to back up, and their cures will actually do something. Oh man, yeah, like scholar cures would be insane with soothing current out, like two K cure fours. Yeah, you were saying before the episode. I'm like, not everyone really. I mean, I, I was I was saying I wish that if it didn't, it doesn't go over the thirty percent received. But I was saying, if it doesn't go over, I wish it was higher. And if it did go over, like went to forty-five instead of thirty, which I don't think is broken, considering it opens up. It does white mage caring for more doesn't matter. It's already over caring. So it, it allows I, you to use stuff like Kiraga two more efficiently. Yes, which you get from some jobs. Which yes, is important. which is important. But then you were saying too, like Sakpata's gear, people have extra cure potency now too. So it even opens up further for jobs getting cure potency and other pieces of gear to back up and not need white mage and open up summoner to come into the group not that people are going to invite it with open arms to fill those roles but it absolutely fills yeah. that role and if it does you're better off for it and when you're looking at the difference between like 60 and 80 percent cure potency and then getting like that much cure potency received put on there too like there's almost no difference between having 25 percent and 30 percent cure potency received so like just having that amount on there stacked with the 60 to 80 percent cure potency your healer job is going to provide it's just an absolutely phenomenal cure. It's not about being able to put people to full. Like almost all the jobs that can heal can do that now. Even Paladin basically can do it. Um, but what is important is being able to cure three instead or use cure two instead. Like that's that's going to win you the, the MP game if there's any kind of issues, like if, if things can go wrong. Like white mages may be able to cure for free, but not every job can. 
And sometimes people think, well, because white mage cures are free, these other jobs can't really do it. That's not necessarily true. You just have to cure in a different way. I would appreciate on Rune Fencer Sub Blue when people are taking damage, since Rune Fencer is so shitty at curing, not that it can, it's just its gear options aren't great. I would appreciate being able to use uh, Healing Breeze and actually doing some amount of healing, getting a little emity and making a difference instead of like not bothering to ever use it because it cures for like 160 or something ridiculously low and without gear, like maybe 200 yeah. if you're geared up. Yeah, that, that part that part is kind of rough. Like when you're trying to make a job, do but something with, with extra. Well, no, it, yeah. Well, it's Kiraka two, essentially kind of like a little less than Kiraka two, yeah. but with extra cure potency received from a summoner, you're actually providing something for your rune fencer that actually now suddenly could matter a bit. That's true. An extra, if you're carrying for 300, let's say now, um, not that you would, I'm just making a random number. Uh, you know, that actually matters. It's keeping people up and it's giving you more enmity than it would before. Cause if you're carrying, let's say three people around you for that much, that's, you know, that's, that's a sizable help and enmity gain instead of constantly casting foil. And depending on the, uh, the content in general and like what jobs you have. And again, the players and the gear and stuff, um, that 300 damage cure that, that could go out or the 300 restore cure could be the difference between someone getting one shot or not. I know that sometimes when I'm on like white mage, for example, um, I'll keep people extra topped off because I know that that particular player might be a little squishy and it can oftentimes be the difference between getting one shot and ended up in red HP and everyone panicking. So, uh, and especially comes when it comes to DDs, like that's almost always the case because they're always in their weapon skill set. It's always what they say. And uh, I've had a lot of DDs just running around Corsairs, especially in Adamar gear and no DT gear and they're getting hit and they're just, going down like a sack of potatoes on prom night and it's just you know come on i mean the enmity is like the extra cherry on top right but yeah. like if you're if your rune fencer can throw out that that thing that's going to top everybody off because you understand and know your group and that person's not going to get one shot then yay you save the day i mean worst case scenario the rune is now is capable of waking everybody up like well, we don't it was before it's just now they're good. doing something yeah like blue sub is obviously good but i mean you can take it further and by understanding your group, you can know what to sub, basically. Like, your sub job doesn't have to be static either. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on everything in there. I mean, you don't need to say anything about Monk. Everyone knows Monk already. <laughs> it's, it's not an episode on Monk, so yeah, we and I mean, Monk can have its own episode, but... Yeah, we didn't really talk about the DDs, because they don't... They're very, they you know... It's great that Dragoon has an occasional cure. It's an awesome tool. It's great that it has an occasional defense down. That's great. I mean, honestly, I think at this point in the game, weapon skills that do defense down, they last 24-7 and can be reapplied. And I mean, sometimes the only thing that's great is if it doesn't, you know, Angon doesn't resist. So maybe the weapon skill resists and you don't really know until you see the message. So that's an advantage. Or you just miss. Sometimes things can't be, you know, they're resistant to wind. Yeah, you can miss. But just in general, on in general targets, having something constantly on versus Angon wearing off is kind of like, I mean, obviously you coordinate with typically a samurai or something, uh, you know, Angon's off, used Aga or whatever, but... Yeah, that's one of the primary selling points of, uh, of the Slug Pet. Everyone only goes on about the Slug Pet now, despite all the other information about Beast, and it's because it doesn't get re resisted. Yeah, so it's great it's that Beast right is coming into the conscious, but everyone's talking about Mr. Gerard, or Arthur now. He used to be Gooey Gerard, now he's Brave Arthur or something, right? generous arthur generous yes he's very generous with his reputation i see yeah but it's just it's along those same lines though like yeah angon is great because you can always rely on it but people tend to forget the dragoon brings that to the table yeah I, i've known so many dragoons that forget their angons because <laughs> even they forget 
I'm just glad that the new tier four is a dragon because it gives Dragoon another reason to be in the party. Woohoo. Really makes me want to go smite it under you, honestly. I need to have proper buffs and to evaluate my gear and to look at the mob, so. I can only imagine the Star Divers. Yeah, now that I have proper. Yeah, then we're not doing great. Now that I got this, he goes, are you an R15 Dragoon? Do you want to come? I go, well, I'm an R12 Dragoon. I guess you don't want me. And he's like, no, nah, that's fine. Do you? I was like, actually, it's like the next question was, are you are you mastered? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, wow. I'm mastered. But that's how everyone approaches things, too. It's like, wow, R15 before they even ask for mastered. But it's like, come on. Imagine if I showed up to your group as a uh, as a Dragoon with the stars above its head with an R15 Trish. But like I was wearing like flama gear. <laughs> like you, uh, like I, I get that everyone starts somewhere. We're talking about, you know, fighting Bumba right now. So don't go on that crusade. But like imagine if I if I showed up to this Bumba fight in like full flama, like plus one and plus two, sure, we'll go extra jank. <laughs> and I have the R15 Trish and I have stars. It's like, why are you asking these questions? Like obviously I'm trying to show up because Because they don't know how to evaluate things. things. They're using the metrics they understand. Exactly. They don't understand the jobs they're asking for. That's because people don't have to. Yeah, just stop doing that. Like, think about your party comp. Think about why you're first. Think about why you're asking for a dragoon. Like, stop this. You know, heavy DD R15 slash tell. Like, know why you're bringing X heavy DD to your party. Like, do you have that that samurai? Do you plan on having the samurai use a geha? Um, do you do you plan on having the warrior like switch weapons throughout the run? Like, know why you're bringing that heavy DD. Don't just ask for a heavy DD. You know, so, you know, I said that twice now. However, <laughs> I'm just trying to frame this right. So that's never going to change because that's how people are, Fox. And the ones who want to know are, frankly, probably the people listening to us who enjoy us. However, they don't have to know. And that's never going to change overall because when you're going out there bailing La Bumba and you're on the dance floor, and you, you know, you're out there, and you go, you don't go, hey, mommy, you got chlamydia? You just go out there and buy the Labumba, and then you find out later you got chlamydia. You know, it, it's, they don't stop to know. <laughs> you just do it. I think right now you're punishing me for my monologue. I gave you way too much time to think about this. <laughs> uh, buy the, buy the Labumba. Oh, man. Now it's Labumba, Labumba. It, it's just, it's a thing. You know, we need intro music. It just has to be a thing. <laughs> and what, you wanted to be Labumba? What do we want? A podcast with intro music worth writing for? Nope, nope. I said no. Nope. <laughs> not doing it. You you had that last episode. We're not doing it this episode. I had to sneak it in. Uh-huh. You don't ask if they have Chlamydia Fox. You just find out later. So, yep. I think we're done. Do you? Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Like, yeah. I can continue beating this dead horse, but... No, it, I think we've sufficiently uh, beaten our horse meat. God. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes cringe can be fun. So, if anyone... I mean, do we have to plug? People listen to us by this point, but there's no need to plug at this point, right? No one's posting in the BG thread, screw you guys. I'll post by myself. I don't need you people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. And no one's emailing us anymore. I like to... Like, our like first time we plugged that, we got an email right away. And I'm like, oh my god, someone emailed us. This is awesome. Now we just keep saying it and no one cares. We get like, you know, we get more comments on YouTube or uh i've been getting more on on i think reddit actually i'm gonna i'm gonna blame the discord i think because the our, so our yeah our listener base is so deeply entrenched in our discord at this point they say so many things 
Yeah, they, they get all the, the feedback immediately. Like the, the people who would write and ask us questions are just like discussing things in the Discord instead, which are which is amazing. Um, but I think we should still plug it. Like definitely write us uh, WTF at Vanadeal at gmail.com. at gmail.com. Whatever. The name of the show. Um, the name of the show that I clearly don't know for some reason. Uh, feel free to email us anyway, um, if that's the case, or just join the Discord and, and you know talk. But Spicy would really like to get email, apparently. No, that's okay. I, I've been getting... I got here's a, uh, from... The last time I mentioned late to work, asking previous episode, he was our segment about if he should stick with Dancer or change whatever. Uh, he, I got more from him on Reddit, and he said, basically, let's say right here, um, fired up in my car on the way to work. Da -da 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 -da. I thoroughly enjoy WTF in VD. Uh, now we're a venereal disease. Uh, <laughs> we're very difficult, of course. I believe it. Uh, there are a lot of good perspective and the back and forth is great. It's not just two people jerking each other's opinions off. <laughs> and he says he's excited here to get in a good link show and, da, 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 and you know, the things we talk about and do what we talk about in that content. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, I appreciate hearing that from people. It's nice to see that our experiences and opinions can help open the door to people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know that I would like to play with better people. Like I've never been, you know, I'm, I've never really hidden that that goal of mine in doing this podcast. And, you know, hopefully people listening will actually expand their minds. Like, I'm not trying to get people to understand mechanics more or be better at something than me. I just want people to to approach things properly so that people can play this game the way it was meant to be played, and not just tag R15 on the end of everything. The Vonadil Acid. Expand your mind. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, you know what? I really have sounded like a, a commercial for LSD at this point, haven't I? <laughs> you know... When we talk, we just want our listeners to know when their reflection will show who they are inside. So thank you, Fox. <laughs> it was a good, I had a good time. I somehow still feel inclined to thank you as well. <laughs> yes, as always, it was good. Um, I like to be able to discuss abstract things like this and, you know, the, the kinds of ideas that people have. And uh, if you haven't joined the Discord, please join the Discord. But yeah, I don't really have anything else, man. I think, uh, I think we're, we're good to go. Yep. Thanks again, Fox. See ya. All right. Later. See you guys.